We are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Uh, I am so excited um, about the Millionaires Roundtable uh, because uh, this is where we get to get the knowledge that we need, that we don't necessarily know, um, and that nobody is necessarily reporting or telling us that we need to know. Uh, my big brother, Les Brown, says people fail in life because they don't know what they don't know and they think they know. So I want to talk uh, about um, the top mistakes that you make in youth uh, that you regret later in life. The top mistakes that you make in your 20s that you regret in your 40s and 50s. You might not even really understand it in your 30s yet because you spend time trying to fix up uh, what you messed up in your 20s, uh, the top mistakes that you make in your 20s and possibly even throughout your 30s while you're trying to recover and while you're trying to um, set the record straight financially um, that you regret in your 40s and 50s. And don't even get me started on your 50s and 60s and 70s. These are the top mistakes that we make. Um, and it mostly comes from lack of knowledge. And sometimes it also comes from a lack of desire to even understand uh, the knowledge. I saw a post on social media uh, just some time ago, and the young man is basically saying um, he loves living beyond his means. Um, he is doing well-ish. <laughs> I thought, okay, you know, some people are reveling in the whole idea of being financially irresponsible. And I know that that was my situation at one point in my life when I was living check to Monday, um, I knew things were out of control, but I was having too much fun to stop. Um, I was I was having too much fun or maybe I wasn't having fun, but I was too busy um, trying to be something that I was not. And I was too busy burying my head in the sand in order to uh, actually do something about the problem that I know I knew good and well I had. And the problem that I had was that I never had enough money, no, how, no matter how much money I made. I always found a way to be broke. And it's not like I didn't know I was broke when I was broke. Because let me tell you something. One thing you know for sure is when you don't have any money, you are crystal clear. You may not know if the rain is coming. You may not know what the weather's going to be. You may not know how your boo is going to act. You may not know, uh, you know, what's going to happen in your job, or your career. But let me tell you something. You know, when that bank account is at zero and your reserves and everything is all tapped out and you have limited mobility. So I want to go over these things because I think if we start to understand them, more importantly, share this with someone that you know. If you are listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable, you shouldn't just be listening with your ears. You should be listening with your hands. That means your hands should be writing because thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through your fingertips. You should be listening uh, with uh, a replay in mind, knowing that you are going to, if you didn't get to hear it all, you're going to hear it all again. So make sure that you tell somebody to go to livemillionaire.com because this is extremely important. The, one, the, the first thing, and I'm not going to say these in any particular order because they're all important, but one of the things that uh, you uh, that we fail 
to handle in our youth that we regret later in life or, or one of the mistakes that we make in our youth financially that we regret that we regret later in life it was the first big mistake that i made and it's not just the mistake that i made it's the mistake that millions of people are making all the time and that is mastering your credit that is the number one mistake that young people make that they regret later in life. And sometimes the regret, you don't even have to wait until late, okay? Because all you have to do is go out there and get a couple of credit cards and make one wrong move, two wrong moves. And guess what? The the next seven years of your life can, can literally be destroyed. And then the next seven years after that can be destroyed because of a ripple effect, because of a domino effect. So you make a couple of late payments and then you have no access to capital. You have no access to lines of credit. You've got great ideas and then you make more mistakes to cover up the last mistake. And the reason I say master credit, the number one mistake that is made in youth is failing to master credit is because when you are young, when you first uh, have access uh, to get a credit score at the age of 18, when you are legally able to enter into um, a debt, uh, and, and, into a contract, basically to pay somebody back when you turn 18, is because that's when you have the most points. That's when you have the greatest opportunity. So one of the things that I did for my kids that was not done for me, and it's not Grandma B's fault because she didn't have any credit. She didn't um, use credit back then. She used cash. She she got paid in cash and whatever cash she didn't get, if she got her social security check, she went to the currency exchange, she cashed it, she paid her bills right there and that was it. Uh, Grandma B had more money making, uh, I guess, $10,000 a year or $7,000 a year, whatever it was at that time. She had more money making $7,000 a year than I made, than I had making $7,000 a week, okay? She made $7,000 a year I made $7,000 or more a week, sometimes more than that, sometimes $10,000, $20,000 a week. And she had more money than me because she knew how to manage it. But had I been trained on mastering my credit, then things would have panned out for me a little better. So how do you master credit? One, if you are a young person and you uh, have parents who have good credit, then as a young person, you should be an authorized user on at least one credit card, one bank credit card that has a good payment history, that has an excellent payment history. Um, if that credit card is from one of the major banks um, or perhaps American Express and not the charge card, a credit card that has a monthly payment, then that is a great way to establish right out the gate that you have a credit score, but more important, that you have history. Okay, history is really important when establishing a credit score. So you want to be sure that you've got that history. If you have at least two charge cards or two credit cards that could be on your credit report, then that's great too. The harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we're talking about the top mistakes that you make in youth 
uh, that you regret in your 40s and 50s or whatever age you are in life. The top mistakes, the top money mistakes that you make in youth, because there's a whole lot of other mistakes that we make. We'll talk about those at another time. But the top money mistakes that you make in youth that you regret later in life, number one, is mastering credit. And why uh, is mastering credit uh, a big mistake? Uh, because, or failing to master credit. Let me repeat. Why is failing to master credit a big mistake? The reason why it's a big mistake is because when you are a young adult, when you turn 18, and when you enter the credit game, that's when you have the ability to score the most points. If you do the right thing, if you take the right steps, and if you um, are aware of your limitations and you do not try to exceed them, okay? So it's very easy to get a seven to 800 credit score if you start off correctly. If you start off incorrectly, if you get collections, uh, judgments, repossessions, late payments, it is almost impossible to correct quickly, all right? So if you make the mistakes, it's gonna take some time to recover. If you start off correctly, you'll never have anything to correct. And guess what? The odds are in your favor for you to have a 700 plus credit score. All of my children, my three girls, all have 700 plus credit scores. My oldest daughter, I think she has the highest in the family. She and my husband are right there nipping at 800 if they're not already into the 800s um, on some of their, um, uh, on one or more of their credit bureaus. All right, so what did I do? I ensured that they had um, a line of credit that I had already established that had a perfect long history. So there were no late payments on that line of credit and it had been in place five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years or whatever it was, okay? So that's really important. And then I was very strategic and I had conversations with them about their credit, all right? I talked to them about the importance of making sure that they paid that bill on time and the importance of ensuring that they had auto pay. So if their credit card payment became due, then they would um, not risk paying it late because it would automatically come out of a checking account that I see, that I monitor, all right? So not only did I help them master it early, I also support and supported them in the process. So I say past tense and current tense because I'm still supporting them in that process of ensuring that they are mastering their credit, all right? Now, some say, you should never ever get a credit card. I disagree with that. I disagree with the whole notion of you never. You should never have any credit. You're gonna need credit to buy a house. You may need credit to expand a business idea, or you may need credit in order to establish credibility with some kind of a partnership that you're entering to, a business deal that you're entering to, into. They do background checks for certain things. And you want to show that you have demonstrated the ability to be responsible with your credit. All right. The other thing about credit is this. Credit is a muscle. And the more you exercise it properly, the stronger it gets. 
The more you exercise your credit muscle, the stronger that muscle is going to get. So I wanted to teach my daughters early on how to exercise that credit muscle. So by the time my oldest daughter, uh, after graduation, uh, she was able to buy a, a, a some real estate. She was able to, based on her own credit merit, based on her own work that she has done for herself, she was able to buy real estate. And she's able to realize um, a lot of equity with the purchase because the purchase was made during the pandemic when prices were, you know, dirt cheap, basically, um, at, at the early time of the pandemic when nobody was buying anything, when we were at the top of the second shutdown. So it's important for us to master those things so that we can be in position to reap the rewards and reap those benefits later in life. Again, we're talking about the top mistakes made in youth that you regret later in life. Now, what happens if you made some mistakes in your in youth with your credit? Like me, I got 200,000 credit cards, couldn't pay anybody. When the creditors will call and say, Lynn, can you borrow the money? I'd say, can I borrow it from you? I had all kind of funny answers. When I got out into the real world, my funny answers were no longer funny. Okay, my furniture had to come from Renner Center. Uh, you all don't remember Renner Center? Come on now. No, tell me your age. Do you know about Renner Center? I had to get my furniture from Renner Center. Uh, my first car was worse than a lemon. Okay, it was a sour lemon. It was a black lemon. Okay, it, it sour would have been great for that lemon. All right, it was terrible. I think it broke down on the way home uh, from the dealer, and I thought I was doing something, and it took me years to recover. But what unfortunately what happened, there was a domino effect. In the domino effect, um, I tried to make more money to make up for the money that I messed up, and but I was still spending beyond my means. And so a bad problem eventually got worse and worse and worse until I finally hit rock bottom and filed bankruptcy. Um, and then I had to pay that bankruptcy off. I filed a chapter 13. And if I had learned my lesson then, I could have been good after the bankruptcy, two years after the bankruptcy, but I kept spiraling in financial mistakes one after the other. And then when I finally got it together, the, the a recession of 2008 came and I lost everything. So I had to file bankruptcy again. So once again, these are some things that you can do early on. Master credit as young as you can. Master it. Master it. Get the right uh, trade lines on your credit report. Try to avoid those department store credit cards. Try to go for a bank card. Um, if you are going to get a car loan uh, for a pre-driven vehicle, and, um, uh, and I'll talk about real estate later, but then it's going to set you up to be able to get um, the best kinds of deals when you are trying to make other transactions. The next thing, uh, mistake that you make in youth that you regret later in life. Looking for a job uh, instead of managing entrepreneurship. Looking for a job as opposed to managing entrepreneurship. So you're taught to go to school, get a good education, get a good job. Grandma B taught me to go to church, all of that. Well, she was not church, she was a Jehovah Witness, but go to your religious place and uh, wear clean underwear in case you get hit by a bus. Right, we learn those things, but what we really need to learn is how to manage entrepreneurship at an early age. Now, I saw a post. I saw someone write. They did a whole big write up. It said everybody's not an entrepreneur. 
Why not? They said everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. Why not? That's like saying everybody's not meant to be free. Come on now. You need multiple streams of income. And the core uh, skill set that you need in managing multiple streams of income are those that uh, are utilized by an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm tired of people telling these false narratives. That is one of the biggest mistakes that we make as a people, and that is not understanding how to manage entrepreneurship, which is the core for multiple streams of income at an early age. The harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I am excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. So we're talking about the top mistakes that you make in youth. Uh, that you regret uh, later in life, the top mistakes you make in your 20s that you regret in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, the top mistakes you make in your 20s and you repeat in your 30s because you didn't learn from them that you regret later. The, and even mistakes that you're making probably in your 30s and 40s because there's still a, a, an air of youth and I don't have to worry about this now. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, so... We said one was mastering credit, two uh, is looking for a job versus managing entrepreneurship. And I have to delve into this one a little bit deeper because it really uh, bothers me that people think that you should not be an entrepreneur. It really bothers me that people think that uh, it's only for certain people. What kind of people? Um, everybody needs money. Now, let me just be clear. If you don't need any money, then I'm not talking to you. If you're good, if you're straight and you're not concerned about streams of income, if you're not concerned about making money while you sleep, then I'm not talking to you. But for the rest of us who, uh, were not born with a silver spoon in our mouths for the rest of us, who want our money to work harder for us than we have to work for it. For the rest of us who are trying to really understand the game and, and we don't want to keep losing the game and, and playing by the wrong set of rules, uh, that's who I'm talking to. And like I said, saying that everybody is not cut out to be an entrepreneur is like saying everybody's not cut out to be free. You have to learn. Now, some people don't do well with freedom. You know, there are, there are incidents where people who, um, and I'm going to go be very extreme right now, people who get out of jail, repeat the same mistakes over and over again and end back up in prison. That's because they've not been counseled, rehabilitated, trained, and cultivated. So some people, when they get freedom, uh, like lottery winners or lotto winners, they get all this money and they spend it all. They can't handle the freedom that the money has afforded them because they don't have the proper mindset um, they've got haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers around them. They've got people draining them. They don't know how to manage their relationships. They don't know how to say no. No is a complete sentence. Uh, I heard Susan Taylor say that once, and I, I just took it and ran with it. So you got to learn. 
how to be free. You've got to learn how to be an entrepreneur. You have to develop those skills, one skill at a time. What do you want me to say? You want me to say some of y'all should just work eight jobs and never try to figure out how to own any of them? I'm not doing that. Not me, not today, not ever. That is not going to be my story. I still believe that everyone needs multiple streams of income. And because the core of that is, is operating like an entrepreneur, then I'm going to say everybody should learn the, the, the skill sets of an entrepreneur. Understanding how to start, maintain, sustain businesses that make money right? And I call them increments. In my book, The Symphony, A Guide to Creating and Balancing Multiple Streams of Income, I talk about in increments. So I, where did I come up with this? Um, in a symphony, in a musical symphony, there are many different instruments. And if you play them all at the right time, they make one beautiful sound. If you just start playing this instrument, that instrument without any order, without any organization, without any collaboration and coordination, it's going to sound crazy. It's like going to a kindergarten recital. Forgive me. You know those kindergartners playing those instruments. You know it sounds a little, whoo, chow, come on. But at least there's some effort to put it together. Well, that's what happens in your business life. It's like me when I was in my 20s and I had all kind of jobs. If you, could, if you came to my house on a Saturday, I had the extreme makeover before it was a real TV show, okay? I could do your hair. Well, not that well. Your nails, they might be lumpy. Um, I could write you a mean resume, okay? And you would get the interview. Then I would teach you what to say in the interview. Now, keeping the job was your problem. I could write a resume that would get you the interview that's truthful, all right? I could help you quit your man or your woman, find a new one. Um, I could write you an insurance policy. Uh, I could help you get a mortgage. Like I had all these different things that I was doing, but that is not what was the proper use of my entrepreneurialism uh, at that particular time because I was doing too many things. I was a jack of everything and a master of nothing. So in the symphony, I talk about how you create increments and increments are businesses that make money. And if you apply one increment and you master it and then you add another and another and another, then eventually what you have is a beautiful symphony of businesses. So when I was in the mortgage business and I started teaching classes, people were like, well, why are you teaching classes? And then when I started writing books, they were like, well, why are you writing books? And then when I started doing speaking engagements, they were like, well, I thought you were doing mortgages. Now people understand, okay? Now they get it. Now they understand. And so there was a why for me. I wanted my husband and I to be able to provide a legacy, not just for our children and their children's children, but also for our parents and grandparents. We wanted to be able to be the couple, um, the individuals in our families um, to, to do something and, and to live uh, in freedom. So the, one of the things that we fail to do in our youth as it relates to money is we fail to master entrepreneurship, okay? I'm not gonna tell everybody, oh, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Uh, you should just be broke forever. Oh, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. You should just work 18 jobs and try to make ends meet. And for all those who had to do that, for all those single moms and single dads and even couples who had to work 42 jobs to raise your family, 
My hat goes off to you. But guess what? The harvest is here and the time is now. And it's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so we're talking about the top mistakes that you make in youth that you regret later in life. Number one was mastering credit. Number two, uh, failing to master credit. Failing to master credit is one of the top mistakes, and it's the first mistake, uh, I would say, um, that is made in your youth um, that you regret later in life. Financial mistakes that you make that you regret later in life. The next one was uh, managing, looking for a job versus managing entrepreneurship. Now, I'm not saying don't look for a job. I'm not saying don't get that law degree and go find you a job working in a law firm. Or, But I'm also saying figure out other ways to use that law degree. Figure out other ways to monetize that law degree. Figure out other ways to take that law degree and create some additional streams of income by have, uh, perhaps becoming an arbiter uh, for your local court system, um, a mediator, um, starting an uh, online business, teaching people uh, the legal things that you know how to do, uh, doing classes, uh, workshops, uh, teaching our young men how not to get shot if they get pulled over, how to behave, how to act. You know, there are so many things that you could do with that law degree. There are so many things you could do with that teaching degree, with that medical degree, uh, with if you go to the military. And I'm not just talking about academic degrees. Uh, if you become a mechanic, if you learn how to build houses, if you're a carpenter, painter, whatever it is that you do and you look for the job, I am also saying figure out ways to master, figure out ways to master how to monetize that thing. And I'm going to say this one last time because this really gets to me. Forget everybody who says everybody's not supposed to be an entrepreneur. What? <coughs> Come on now. So what you're saying is everybody's not supposed to be free. Everybody not, is not supposed to try to figure it out. Everybody's not supposed to have multiple streams of income. Because if you manage multiple streams of income, I don't care if they are streams of income from uh, you know money that you're earning in interest. Uh, versus money that you're earning in a franchise that you own or money, whatever it is, you've got to use those entrepreneurial skills to keep all of that stuff together, okay? So not me, not today, not now, not ever. I say everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. And if anybody tells you that you shouldn't, honey, I say look the other way. Now, if you try and fail, that's fine. You know, uh, Russell Simmons says you can't fail until you quit. So keep trying and more importantly, get in class, all right? So get in class. I have a whole multi-year program called the Entrepreneur's Academy where you learn everything from just how to organize your mind, how to identify who you are in life, who you are in business, what is your top priority, your 60-day goal, your daily activities, managing your business credit, trademarking, copyright, setting up your business, running your LLC. I've got so many classes, how to build multiple streams of income, uh, how to stop living check to Monday, uh, profit planning, uh, how to make money in your business, social media management, everything you want in, in terms of how to be an entrepreneur is in a class. 
All right. Now I have undergraduate degrees and I was lucky, very blessed at Northwestern. I studied economics and math at Loyola. I studied business and finance. So I got the best of both worlds. And so I've got a conglomerate of financial skills, but I'm telling you right now, this is not the skill set that is going to help you to become an entrepreneur, right? So people who have degrees, academic degrees, are not necessarily great business people because the skill set that you need to be an effective entrepreneur, you don't necessarily learn that um, in your business classes in college, okay? Now, you may learn um, the law of supply and demand and economics and so on and so forth, but how you apply that and how you actually make that real is a whole nother game, okay? That's another story, all right? So the top mistakes you make in youth uh, that you regret later in life, uh, the next one is saving for retirement, okay? So you might be thinking while you're 20, oh, I don't care about that. I mean, that's what I thought. I didn't care about retirement. I was like, by the time I retire, I will have, I'm gonna, I will have made so many millions of dollars it won't even matter. Yeah, I made millions of dollars, but I lost it all too because I didn't have any financial sense, okay? So you want to save for retirement and you want to start now when you're 10, when you're five. Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now and it is your season to win. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. Okay, so we're talking about the top uh, mistakes that you make in youth, uh, the top money mistakes you make in youth that you regret later in life. And um, I wasn't going to talk about this one, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, let me just go backwards for a second. One is mastering credit, failing to master credit, because when you are young, that's the best time you start out with all the points. Remember in school, you had a teacher in school that said everybody starts out with an A. If you don't do your work, then points get subtracted. Well, that's kind of how it is if you start out properly with mastering your credit. You can start out with an A and you don't have to have any points subtracted if you start out the right way. So number one was failing to master credit. Number two was looking for a job versus managing entrepreneurship. Number three is saving for retirement. This is huge. This is huge. This is huge. Listen, if you just start with $50 a month when you are 20, and you put that money in the right instrument, financial instrument. And in my class, uh, How to Invest in the Stock Market, which is one of the classes in the Entrepreneur's Academy, I teach how you should approach looking for your uh, the funds for your 401k. And if you don't have a 401k at your job, then your solo 401k um, and if you do have a 401k at your job and you still have multiple streams of income and you want to save more money or you don't have any other instruments, then starting your own, mut your own mutual fund, you know, putting money into your mutual fund. 
And I talk about the four types of funds that you need and how to search for them and how to choose the best ones. Uh, I will deal with that in a whole nother session. But for today, if you follow the steps, history has shown over time without fail, without fail, that you will win. So if you put away $50 a month in 12 years, you will have one, I'm sorry, in 30 years, $50 a month in 30 years, you will have $174,000. That's at 12% interest. At 15% interest, you would have $346,000. And at 20% interest, if your investment is earning 20%, an average of 20% over time, then you will have $1.1 million. That's just with $50 a month, okay? Now imagine if you double that. Imagine if you triple that. Imagine when you start making more money, when you go from making $0 as a student or as a young person to making your first $50,000 and then getting a raise to $70,000 and then getting a raise to $150,000, instead of buying new clothes, new shoes, a new car, and a bigger everything, a bigger house. Yes, get the car, but do you have to get a new one? Get the house, but do you have to buy a bigger one? Instead of doing that, you could put some of that money away, and guess what? You can start to see a future for yourself. Why? Because the harvest is here, and the time is now. It's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes, yes, the harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win. We are talking about the top financial mistakes made in youth that you regret later in life. And uh, yes, saving for retirement, saving for retirement, saving for retirement. $50 a month, okay? $50 a month, 30 years later, if you start when you're 20, when you're 50, there'll be $174,000 sitting there. Now, you may not think $174,000 is a lot of money, but most people I know, you know, people who are out here in the world, most people don't have $174,000. Most 50-year-olds are still trying to figure out how they're going to start their retirement because our generation did not get the benefit of going to school, getting an education and getting a job and working on that job for 30 or 40 years and then retiring with a pension. That didn't happen for our generation. That the baby boomers, those are the, that's the last group that was able to do that in the masses. Okay. Our generation, honey, we fickle. We work in one job, another job, then the jobs are fickle too. Uh, if a job can replace you with a computer program, it will. Uh, do you remember parking attendants used to be at all of the parking lots all over the world? And now you can't find a human being there at all. All right. So we do not need to sit and watch this happen to us again. Even if you are now what you are, even if you're now considered to be beyond your youth, if you're 45, start now. If your life expectancy is 90, that means you still have another 30 years so that by the time you're 75, you've still got it. So youth is relative. 
So if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I messed up, it's too late, I'm only 50, well, you might live to 90. And that means you still got another 40 years to get it right. And if you do it right for 20 years, those last 20 years, you can live with some sense of financial peace um, and overall uh, financial dignity, all right? And not have to worry about that. So the one thing that I wasn't gonna talk about that I am gonna talk about, one of the mistakes that you make in your youth uh, financial mistakes that you regret later is dating the wrong person. Dating the wrong person can mess you up for the rest of your life. Dating the wrong person, being in a relationship, getting in a stronghold, a soul tie, being so connected to somebody, a narcissist who is abusive mentally, emotionally, physically is out of the question. Physically abuse is just simply out of the question. But what I need you all to understand is that emotional abuse and mental abuse is just as bad, if not more so, than physical abuse. So being in the wrong relationship will stunt your financial growth. Being in the wrong relationship will stunt, yes, your, your, your mental, emotional, and sometimes even, even your physical growth. There are people who die because their hearts are broken in these bad relationships, all right? So who you choose can determine if you lose, all right? And, and who you choose uh, can affect your mental capacity for understanding business. It can affect your mental capacity for understanding how to grow. It can affect your mental capacity for understanding and being able to make the moves that you need to make to pivot. So don't sleep on that. Do not sleep on that. And guess what? Even if you made some mistakes, you can still get to the next level because the harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable Round on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. So what is the action of the day and the word of the hour? Let's start with the word of the hour. The word of the hour is train up a child in the way that he or she should go and they will not depart from it. Now, do we have situations where you tell your children what to do and they do the opposite? Yes. Do you have situations where you tell your child what to do and they act like they, they're not even speaking the same language? Not only do they do the opposite, they're not even in the whole, they're not even in the universe that you were in. Yes. But that does not absolve you from teaching. That does not absolve you from modeling. And that does not absolve you from taking action on what it is that you know when you get the blessing, when you get the opportunity to know it. Let me tell you something. Knowledge is a blessing. When you go from not knowing to knowing, you have been blessed. When you go from being in the dark to coming in the light, you have been blessed. When you go from not understanding to understanding, you have been blessed. So once you have been blessed, bless somebody else. And if you are the child that needs to be trained, because let's just face it, some of us don't have mentors. Some of us don't have anybody in our lives teaching us and telling us what to do. If there were times in my 30s 
where I had less money in my 30s. As a grown woman with degrees, I had less money in my 30s than I had when I was nine years old. So I was technically an adult, but I felt like a kid. And what I needed to do is I needed to go back to the state of learning. I needed to go back. I needed to submit myself. I needed to become younger. I needed to become less uh, molded in my thinking. I needed to start over with the excitement and the wonderment of a child. I needed to understand what it meant to budget and manage my credit. And I needed to understand how the choices that I made were going to impact the future that I saw for myself. The Bible even says to become as a child and learn as a child. And, and there are instances where people who are new to the game, because they are true to the game, then they can master the game. Those who've been doing it forever, it's like, well, I'm an adult in this. You know, it could be in your business, your career, your money, or whatever it is, but you're not acting like one because you're messing up. So guess what? Knowledge is not power until it is put into action. And I want to see you take action. Why? Because it's your season. Don't look for the harvest. The harvest is here and the time is now. And if you do this thing right, it is your season to win. You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help. Get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA 1580 Santa